Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostic industry. I'm Omar Ford, Managing Editor of MDDI, an online publication owned by Informa. This episode is amazing. We're going to be talking about the regulatory process, especially the ins and outs of the European Union Medical Device Regulation, EUMDR, with Ethan Drower, operating partner and co-founder of SiteMed. Buckle up, gang. This is going to be a good one. So let's jump right on in. Let's talk MedTech with SiteMed's Ethan Drower. Ethan, welcome to Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks for joining us. I know we have a ton to talk about today uh, with SiteMed, but I wonder if you could start off by telling us a little bit uh, about the company and its mission, and where did the inspiration uh, for SiteMed come from? Sure, absolutely, Omar, and and thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, SiteMed was founded based on a a perceived need in the medical device regulatory space um, for combining technology and innovating with um, essentially incredibly talented regulatory affairs professionals. We the inspiration from the company came from EU MDR. And as everybody knows, it's a, a regulation that has caused a lot of pain, a lot of <laughs> suffering for for many manufacturers, both big and small. Everybody has different challenges. And we saw an opportunity specifically within the clinical evaluation and scientific literature space to kind of blend technology, use innovative software, and combine it with the right people to to create a solution that actually will ease the burden for, for, for companies that are struggling with costs and timelines on their clinical evaluation submissions for MDR. So we, we saw the need, everybody was, everybody was suffering, either paying too much or just couldn't get their documents in order in time. And um, we, saw, we saw the need and the opportunity to innovate and use software and bring in the right people. And and ever since then, you know, it's kind of just uh, it's kind of just taken off and, and gone from there. You brought up, and I know we're going to talk about this EU MDR. Um, such a broad, broad uh, topic that, and, and you're right, it's caused a lot of pain for for a lot of companies, a lot of executives. Uh, I, I've been in the industry now, reporting on it since 2007, and. The easy, I'm not going to say easy, I'm not going to say that, but the path that companies would usually take uh, to get approval would first be, they, they would first go and get a CE mark. They would go to Europe first. Europe was uh, a, an easier, much more, uh, it, it was easier to navigate. Low fruit. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. But now when you look at it, uh, it's reversed. Um, FDA is is a more streamlined, is a, is a, is a, I won't say the lower hanging fruit, but it's a simpler process. What has happened? Can can you tell us about the European Union medical device regulation process right now? Where are we with it? And, and why is it so confusing to a lot of medical device companies? 
Well, you know, Amar, you know we're in trouble when we start describing the FDA processes <laughs> as streamlined. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let let's talk about let's talk about MDR. It, you know, on the device side, it, it's in full it's in full enforcement right now. Everybody's in kind of a different stage of trouble, and there's there are a few big issues with the regulation currently that that manufacturers are facing. Um, the first and foremost is that there are a lot of details to be to be named later, and companies are expected to come up with foolproof post-market surveillance plans when the reg is not exactly clear on what is going to be acceptable and what is not going to be acceptable. So we have some issues with clarity, uh, and that's that's always a that always can cause some pain to to executives because if if it's a if it's a toss up and you're not really sure until you try it, you, it's very hard to budget timelines uh, and manage expectations for that. Um, the other very big issue we're seeing right now is inconsistencies with the notified bodies and their standards. What what can fly in with one notified body can be completely marked up with red line nonconformities for another. And a lot of our clients are really struggling to to get a grasp and and kind of get that certainty as to what's going to work with theirs. Um, and and that's before we even start talking about the timelines. Most most submissions, your documents aren't even getting reviewed for six to nine months after you submit them to your notified body. So it's it's a new regulation. It's always going to be messy. It's always going to be a little bit like the Wild West at first. And um, I think everybody is really just just struggling with with that level of uncertainty. You know, we're regulatory affairs people. We don't we don't like uncertainty. We like black and white in our checklists. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What are some of the mistakes to avoid uh, during this process? And I know that's probably a tough question uh, to to ask, uh, considering that, you know, it's so nebulous right now. There, there's the ground isn't firm. It is. It is nebulous. Um, so that's that's how you have to that's how you have to operate. Um, the biggest mistake. Is is assuming that your timelines with your notified body will be met. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest mistake is is waiting to see. Um, it's a much better approach, in our opinion, to try and be overly thorough and overly prompt with your deadlines and getting your getting your documents in so that you can get that feedback and and correct course as necessary. Uh, gone are the days of being able to just submit your submit your documentation and then not even not even worry about it. Something's going to come back. There's going to be things that need to be corrected, and these revision processes take time. So if you have less than six months on your on your med dev cert coming up, then you're already you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage because of that um, unpredictability. Wow, interesting, interesting. Uh, I want to kind of pivot a little bit. We we we're talking about um, MDR. But what about other um, government regulations uh, in, in other areas, such as the U.S.? How do you um, it, how how can companies ensure their new products abide by uh, these regulations? And, and oh, where does SiteMed come in uh, to to help them with that? Sure, 
you know, wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, there, there's different sandboxes to play in. There's yeah. there are different rules, right? So we like to advise our clients with with general principles, right? Principle number one: definitely don't wait. Don't wait until the last minute. Get your documents in. Try and be as early as possible so that you can you can fix them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we're seeing globally is regulations are increasing everywhere. They are not decreasing. And what we advise people to do is you, you need to be, you need to actually allocate resources and you need to make your regulatory strategy much more of a priority than it has been in the past. For, for many companies and many devices, the regulatory affairs is kind of the last minute you put the bow on the box and, and send it out there and you just get it done. And yeah. we're, we're seeing small manufacturers just get absolutely hammered with, with this kind of afterthought process. So from an executive standpoint, that means you, you need to start seeing, a, seeing the more direct correlation between having your, your documentation and your regulatory affairs department sorted and the actual viability and profitability of your products. Because we're getting to a point in a lot of countries where if you don't get those documents in, your cert's getting pulled and, and you're unable to do business until it's sorted out. So we strongly advise companies either bring on more talent in-house that, that have the experience and are of the type of people that can navigate this uncertainty, or just accept the fact that you're going to need to pay for specialized specialized help and specialized services. This is an extra cost. Nobody likes it. Nobody, no executive likes spending money on things that don't directly affect profitability when they could be advertising. But unfortunately, this has now become something that has to be dealt with. And if you don't, you, you can you can suffer the consequences. So that, that's one of the big, that's one of our big, you know, one of the big things that we preach from our soapbox to, to companies is this is this can bite you and, and 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 it's becoming a much more serious thing in the global market. You know, what we often see on, on our side uh, on the Let's Talk MedTech side is we see uh, this entrepreneur coming from uh, the, the tech side uh, and they have an awesome uh, consumer product that can have some health benefits and they want to jump into this crazy industry called med tech and when they get to the regulatory process it eats them alive and they're pulling out their hair and i I can't tell you how many interviews i've had with um excuse me how many interviews i've had with with executives or entrepreneurs who say hey i'm just overwhelmed by all these regulations it it wasn't like that when i was just trying to get my consumer product onto the market but now i have to check off all these boxes and it's different for each uh, area absolutely you know it, it becomes a nightmare and it really this is this is the reason why we exist because reg- regulations by their very nature, they stifle innovation. They, they have a lot of good, we love them, we need them, but what they do is they make it harder for the upstart to get their product out there and actually start selling it to people. Now, you're, you can either 
sit at home and, and cry and complain about it. You can say, this is unfair. We need to change things. Or you can, you can do what we are trying to do, which is take the more positive route and say, okay, this means if, if the regulatory burden is so great that good companies with good products are not able to get their devices to market, then it means that we need to, we need to innovate the tools that we're using for regulatory compliance. We need to get better. And, and, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my mission. And, and, and everybody at, at SiteMed shares that, shares that vision. We want a safer world. We want these devices to be vetted and carefully monitored. So we need to get better at, we need to get better at doing that. And that's innovating on the technology side. And that's innovating an industry that, that isn't as sexy as, as the startup world. Um, and and there's a lot of, there's so much to be done. There's so much to be done with improving these processes for companies. It will make their devices safer and it will allow the smaller players to bring new innovative ideas to the world, which is, which is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it needs to happen because there's a, a huge uh, level of intimidation for, um, I'll throw out a company name, you know, there's a huge level of intimidation for that young startup, but whereas you might have a more seasoned veteran like Medtronic, uh, a medtech giant, a giant in the industry, um, th there's not as much, you know, they're used to it. There's not as much uh, pain uh, associated with it. Uh, but, uh, you know, for that young startup and that awesome idea that it, it could potentially change the way that we uh, we deliver care. Sometimes their ideas yeah. get shot down because of the red tape, because of trying to put some sense of trying to get some sense of understanding about the regulatory process. Yes, and it can be it can be debilitating for for the yeah. small manufacturer. The, the large players, they have their own set of issues in terms of managing massive portfolios. But yeah. but for, for the startup, that's what it is. It can it can make or break your company getting getting these things approved and getting them to market. Startups are a race against the clock. So yeah. we need to do better as an industry with providing resources and tools that that these companies can use. Well, let's talk about the clinical evaluation report 101, what every medical device company needs to keep in mind. I saw that and I said, wow, I've got to ask you about that. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, we 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 live and breathe the clinical evaluation report every day, and you know under the under the umbrella of MDR, things have gotten tough. Things have gotten more stringent. The general safety and performance checklist is is significantly larger and more comprehensive than the essential requirements of MedDev. Um, generally, I'll just give you the biggest the biggest tips here. Um, sure. The biggest tips are your the literature reviews, the systematic literature review that you were doing before under MedDev. Ninety five percent of those literature reviews, as they were done previously, are will no longer be acceptable. Wow. So they the standards for systematic literature review have gone up twenty fold, and companies need to understand that. They're not going to be able to just simply submit what they had before and 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 move move on their way. They will get flagged. They will have to redo it. 
and they'll have to do it in in a much more thorough um, scientific way. So the literature review that's our that's our big focus for companies. That's where we do most of our let's call it emergency assistance, <laughs> where where we're coming in and trying to correct a a bad process and and get it up to standards. The other big area we're seeing people have confusion on and and get hit with is the within the CER is in their post-market clinical follow-up and post-market surveillance planning. Now, in the CER, they're not doing the work, but they have to commit to they have to commit to a plan and a strategy that's going to be acceptable um, and obviously one that is actually feasible for them to carry out. So we urge we urge our clients to make sure that they know what they're getting into. They they understand what's required of them. Number one, but number two, they're actually going to commit to the plans and and carry them out, um, because you can't just say that you're going to do it and then forget about it. Those days are over as well. Um, there will be much more scrutiny. Scrutiny. They will be checked. They will be checked more thoroughly, and it will cause significant issues down the line if these documents aren't updated as per your um, as per your standards and your process. So those are those are kind of the big ones. Have you ever seen um, a nightmare scenario with, with a company in the regulatory process? I'm, I'm wondering if you could maybe share an anecdotal story or or something you've seen uh, uh, while you've been, you know, SiteMed has seen in the past. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and we one of our big value propositions to clients is our our speed and and efficiency of these deliverables. So sure. naturally, I we get a lot of let's call them frantic phone calls from manufacturers <laughs> that say, oh, boy, we, we've got our first set of feedback. We have x amount of days to to get things turned around here's our list of 50 things that need to be corrected can you help us get this done and especially as i mentioned around the systematic literature review so let let, let me break in let me break in and ask this really quickly yeah Um, is that waiting until the last minute should you guys have been involved a little bit earlier let me ask that. Yeah. Could you tell that to our audience now? Should you guys have been, is it almost too late at that point or should you have been involved a little bit beforehand? Well, I I would say if, if you're waiting, if you're waiting until after you've submitted to have anybody with experience, look at your documentation, look at your templates, look at your, your CEP, look at your processes for search, then I would say you're generally shooting yourself in the foot it is too late. Um, gotcha. However, that being said, we have, and, I, and I'll share you a story with you in a second. Um, yeah. we, we have always managed to, to get the job done even on, even on these tight timelines. So knock on wood, we have not had to turn a manufacturer away and say, sorry guys, this is, this is untenable, that nobody can do this. Um, so a, a quick story for you, Omar. Yeah is I, I received a call on, it was, it was a Wednesday morning um, from a manufacturer, a small manufacturer, you know, regulatory team of maybe two people. And they said, you know, hey, we're just, um, we just got some feedback from our notified body and uh, it's a bit of a tight timeline, but they're saying 
we essentially need a, a brand new literature review. And I was like, great, this is, this is what we do. This is why we're here. Our process is MDR bulletproof for lit reviews. This is our, this is our focus. And I said, great, just let me know when you need it by. And she got, she got very quiet for a second. And she was like, you guys say you do, you do, you have good timelines. Could you do this Friday? <laughs> and, and, and I was like, you mean, you mean in two days, this, this, this Friday uh, afternoon? <laughs> and, and she was, she was like, regrettably, yes, <laughs> that is our deadline. We've waited. We have, we've worked with, you know, cons- quote unquote, consulting firms. Everybody took too long to get back to us. And now we're, we're going to lose our, our cert if we can't get these, if we can't get these nonconformities revolved around our scientific literature review. So uh, fortunately we had, we had the capacity and uh, we have such a great team at, at SiteMed. They, they really are passionate and, and they really get into, they really take on the challenges of the manufacturers. So the team was able to rally we put in two two sleepless nights. Uh, fortunately, we we have a lot of software tools that we've built that organize the research and organize the output, which is how we save so much time. Yeah. So we were able to just under the wire get them their <laughs> literature review in the morning on Friday. Um, I think I think I probably slept for you know twenty four hours straight after that. Um, the rest of the team took the, took the weekend off, but, but we got it done. And, 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 and that's with the, the clients working alongside us to help shore up their other nonconformities. So, you know, we, we are seeing, we are seeing the, the toll that it takes on, on these small manufacturers. It's, it's, it's not right to, to have your, your full-time employees have to put in all nighters for a week to get these documents done. Something has to something has to change. This cannot be the the new standard. It's just it's just not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it, uh, and it goes back to an important point um, uh, with the regulatory process. It seems the early, like the earlier SiteMed is involved, uh, the better it will be because. Uh, you can't wait until the last minute and you can't wait even uh, even a few minutes before the last minute to to to, you know, seek out and get, and get help. But uh, it, sure. it, it's yeah, it's just a difficult process. I'm struggling for words because the regulatory process is just so complicated and it's just so stressful for so many small med tech companies and manufacturers. And, and trust me, I've heard this story over and over and over again time and time again so you all are really doing some good work out there we are we are trying our best we're we're trying our best to help and and to your point yes earlier is better obviously the real world doesn't quite work out that way so we have to we have to be prepared and we have to have options and tools to get things done in a pinch and and really close that that gap of, of compliance but you know it, it, in the perfect world sure we can prioritize our regulatory documents we can get them done six to nine months in advance and then whether it's us or somebody else pay somebody that has significant experience submitting these documents and going through the audits to to take a look and and give you that that precious feedback 
it is worth the money in just in terms of time saved from your own people having to pull their hair out over <laughs> over not knowing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I know a lot of companies want to stand out in their respective industries, but um, how can medtech, how can a medtech company be a major disruptor? What advice would you give them? I would say, and, and we've worked with the gamut. We've worked with some small, innovative startups. We've worked with with the big players. I, I would say my biggest my biggest advice for somebody that wants to that they they want to disrupt in in this industry is make strategic alliances and and make sure that you know the more out there and the more innovative your technology is the more people you have in your corner supporting you, whether that's with financial resources or whether that's with industry knowledge or whether that's with a, you know, more of a brand building um, trust perspective. It, it's very, it's very difficult to do it all and, and just put your product out there and then start selling it. You need, it's a hard industry to break into as an innovator. You need to spend the time to make those friends in in higher places and 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 not be afraid to solicit to solicit help. If your device is going to change the world and you can convince people of it, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, but th that's that's my biggest piece of advice. Awesome. And ultimately, where do you see the medical device industry going with all this regulation? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. We are both excited and dismayed at mm -hmm. <laughs> at the notion. Um, overall, overall, I'm very optimistic and and very excited. There's there's an incredible renaissance happening with with artificial intelligence and our ability to aggregate massive amounts of data and make useful decisions. You combine that with the unbelievable, you know, wearable micro technology boom that we've had. I think we're going to start to see some very, very helpful and, and world-changing devices that that integrate with the human body in a, in, at a feedback level that we've never really seen before. Um, so that's where we see that going. In, in terms of regulatory affairs, it's lagging in terms of the, the innovation space, and, and that's what we're really working to change. I see a future in which there are massive massive shared data sets that are accessible to all manufacturers where they can they can actually make better decisions about their device and, and be alerted more so in real time as to any kind of safety or risk profile issues. Right now a lot of people still still do this on paper. And um, so I'm excited for the opportunity ahead of the regulatory industry. I, I think we can get we can get faster, we can get leaner, and and ultimately we can make safer devices and and you know help more people, which is which is why we do it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ethan, if people if medtech companies want to find out more information on SiteMed, uh, where should they go? How can um, they get in contact they, with you? Yeah, they can they can check us out on LinkedIn or our website sitemedical.com has all of the has all of the details has all of the info on on what we do and what we are what we're trying to do to to help as many advice companies as possible 
Sounds good. Well, Ethan, uh, thanks for coming on to Let's Talk MedTech. Appreciate having you here today. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Great, great chat as always. Awesome. Take care. Bye-bye now. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks again to our guest, Ethan Drower, the co-founder and operating partner for SiteMed. For more on SiteMed, be sure to visit sitemedical.com. That's site spelled C-I-T-E medical.com. And visit us at mddionline.com for all your MedTech news. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to Let's Talk MedTech on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Until then, see you next episode. Thank you.